Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to another episode of Real People, Real Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I, as you can tell, I am thrilled about the episode and the conversation that we have for you today. And here's why you should listen. We're going to talk about being salt and light for Jesus as he commands us to in the New Testament. Today's culture has a different name for it, being a Christian influencer. And we're also going to talk about what does it look like to answer God's call in your life and to live your life in such a way to point others to Christ. But first, let me read a listener review. Well, actually, it's an Instagram message that I received with some great feedback. So here it goes. It says, thank you so much for your obedience and your action to walk in your assignment with Real People, Real Talk podcast. Your content is so on point and relevant as believers start physically taking steps to walk out their faith and shoot their shot versus waiting for God to show up with the ram in the bush. So shout out to Big Bold Faith for that encouraging feedback and be sure to check out her podcast called Big Bold Faith as well. Great content there. That shoot your shot come in. It refers to a previous episode, which happens to be my favorite solo episode that I've done to date. And I would encourage you to listen to that. I'll leave the link in the show notes as it was entitled shoot your shot. But when I say shoot your shot, I mean, do that thing that God has called you to do. And so that was a super motivating episode. But without any further delay, let's talk. So as I previously said, we're going to talk about what it look like to answer God's call in your life. In the previous episode, I did mention that we was going to talk about mental health and do a mental health check-in, but there's been a little switch, but definitely we are going to talk about mental health specifically in May as that is Mental Health Awareness Month. But now, let's talk. I am joined today by creative, innovative, trailblazer for the Lord in the social media space and beyond. Our guest today has over 7 million views on YouTube. I see you, sis. Uh, (laughs) She's a social media and personal brand coach, as well as the founder of The Flourish Effect, a lifestyle platform teaching creators how to flourish in their soul, in their business, and in their community. So welcome to the show, Michelle Anna. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm super ready and excited for this conversation. Well, let's go. Uh, for those of you that's been on this journey with me, I know that I won um, podcast of the year for this organization called Black Christian Influencer. And our guest today won innovator of the year. So she had a lot to say about innovation and creativity. So y'all know how we do here. Real people, real talk. We're going to get right into the content. First thing I want to ask you, Michelle, what is a Christian influencer? We hear this term a lot. Break it down for the people since you're one. You know, I, I this is such a funny question because I remember a time where it just was not cool to talk about Jesus, quote air quotes, right, on these internet streets. And now I just love to see how much we have all kind of grown in that in maturity. But I think in terms of what a Christian influencer is, it's simply someone who has decided to really make God the anchor or the cornerstone of their platform, right? And to pretty much either share their testimonies, share their principles, their values with the world. Social media is a global 
reach. You have a global reach. It's a tool that you can reach people outside of the four walls that we always thought we were confined to <laughs> with the church. And I love the church, but I think that as a Christian influencer online, you get to not just influence, but impact people on a soul level. Ooh-wee. I love that <laughs> definition. And to the yeah. person that may be listening, maybe you don't, you know, you don't like that term Christian influencer. Let me just let you know. Jesus said it first. He didn't use that term Christian influencer, but to be salt and light is really another way of being a Christian influencer. And as Michelle said, we're just using our platforms to point others to Christ. And this can be done outside the church. It could be social media. So just a great reminder. As Michelle said, we love the church, but there's ministry to be done outside the church as well. And so what are some steps that, you know, that we can take towards becoming like a successful Christian influencer? What does it look like? Well, I guess in in general, right, because I, I feel like Christian influencers really can be in many industries, right? I think that you have Christian influencers like myself who um, I think specifically I started in the beauty kind of industry in the beauty space and kind of have evolved into the lifestyle space. So I think that... Um, I think that you have to start with the soul, right? You have to start with soul care and make sure that from like internally, you and God, y'all are here. Like you guys are eye to eye. You have that time with the Lord where you are kind of like, I always say this term, you're drawing from that well that will never, ever run dry, right? And so that's what that's what I tell people. It starts at the soul care level. And then there's the actual like, authenticity. <laughs> you know, I talk about the authenticity formula and it, it, in, it incorporates so many different things. And um, it's interesting because people are like, how did you come up with that? And I'm like, it's just, I've learned over time because this whole notion of authenticity is thrown out there, but people are like, no, no, no. But how do I actually, right. how am I actually authentic? Like, what does that actually mean? And it, it incorporates things like vulnerability, right? Um, the, the ability to resonate with people, transparency, the ability to resonate, I mean, relate with people. Then is the just the tone and how you're speaking to people, your messaging, what you're saying, right? And then I think the last thing I would say is just like your, or two things, integrity, because oh. as Christian influencers, your integrity, you have to, you got to be straight, okay? Thanks. Now, not perfection, we're not perfect, right? Because we're still human. But I think that making sure that your character is in alignment with your values and your principles is very important. And I think the last thing is creativity. Have fun with it. Create your content. Be innovative, right? And and explore the different avenues. You know, you have this podcast. What about YouTube? You know what I mean? Like explore the ways in which you want to express your creativity. And that's what I would say. Those are like the four things. And I know it's like the authenticity one tends to be a little lengthier, but mm-hmm. I think it's because it's something very valuable. Okay. Okay, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> okay, Lori. That's my coach. <laughs> that's my coach inside me. <laughs> I love that. You said YouTube. Like, okay, Lori, you, you speak. Okay. So let me go marinate on that. <laughs> So with Soul Care, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I love yeah. to remind people here, like this is a faith-based podcast and we have relevant conversations, but my main focus, I want to point people to Christ. And so that soul care is very important time in the word, time in the prayer. So you can draw from that well. And you said integrity, like as a Christian influencer, we can't forget the Christian part of being a Christian influencer. And so we just got to be careful. Like there's a lot of trends that you may 
see for those who's in the social media streets um, on Instagram Reels and TikTok. You can hop on all of those. Some of those have music that's not glorified to the Lord, etc. So keep <laughs> Christian in Christian influencer. And so you gave us some wonderful tips and you also talk about um, authenticity of being a successful Christian influencer, but let's back up a little bit. Like how would you define success? Mm, It's funny. I actually had a podcast episode about this and I honestly think success is definitely different for everyone because my thing is, what, what are we measuring success with? Are we measuring success with accolades or are we measuring success with the fact that I got up this morning and I could open my mouth and tell my story to somebody like sometimes in my walk as an influencer, those were days that were successful to me that I even was able to wake up and respond to emails because it was so dark in my mm-hmm. world, you know? And so I think that is definitely um, having to do with where you are and what you define as success. And so, but I think that that's why it's important to set goals and deadlines. We can't just be, you know, as someone who is a full-time entrepreneur, I can't just be out here just reckless and just being like, well, today is successful because I got out of bed. But no, yeah, some days going to be like that. But I think that it's very important for you to say, okay, this week I'm going to make sure I tackle um, two episodes for my podcast. You know, Mm -hmm. this week I'm going to make sure that I edit those vlogs that have been piling up, you know, and I need to get them done, you know I'm saying. And so it's very important that you have that conversation with your team or just lay out. Listen, I love me. I know y'all can't see this, but there's a whiteboard behind me and there's actually two. And so I have, it's almost like, I feel like I have business meetings with the Lord. It's like, okay, what are we doing? Like, like, what are we actually doing this quarter? And I just go in and I write it. And so, like I said, I guess to, to respond to your, your question, in a sense, you cannot define success if you didn't first lay out what you want to accomplish. So it's important to lay out what you want to accomplish. And if you've been able to do that, great. If you haven't, then you need to understand the data and why you had to adjust and pivot. And make it happen. Period. <laughs> yes, encourage the people. Such rich, uh, rich and practical tips, y'all. Like set goals, um, set deadlines. I heard people say that goals will kind of guide you and let you know how to plan out your day, how to plan out your week, how to plan out your month. And Michelle, similar to you, like I love. I may be a dinosaur, but I love a paper planner. I love my post-its. Um, I need to give me a whiteboard because I know this. Yes, get you a whiteboard. Okay, I'm looking at your. Uh, I'm looking at your whiteboard now. I need to give me a whiteboard so I can just kind of write out and dream. Oh, it's the best thing ever! Like literally, I will. I, I um in my coaching program, I say this thing or I teach this thing called the fearless brainstorm, and the fearless brainstorm is literally you sitting down and dumping all of these ideas for content that you have no judgment zone. I'm just going to write these out maybe for you or for whoever listening, the fearless brainstorm is actually dumping a bunch of goals on a blank Google doc or on your whiteboard, or like you said, in a blank piece of paper, you know, it's just really making sure that there's no judgment. We're so hard on ourselves and we compare ourselves so much 
But the interesting part of, of that is that we were never created to be like anybody else. Preach. Truly. So why would we compare? You know, so there's things that you're innovating and you're creating that I will never have the grace for because that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for what I'm doing. And so I think that um, just even that fearless brainstorm just will help with, with saying like, you know what? No judgment zone. Let me just type away these ideas, go back to it and then sort them out and just make it make sense on your own. Yes. So we're giving y'all some homework. I know you may or may not yes. be in school, but we're giving y'all some homework. Um, set some goals, set some deadlines and have a fearless brainstorm. And that's like in the realm of productivity. Um, Michelle, do you have like a favorite uh, productivity tool or app that you use? Oh, yes. Well, I'll, I'll say two. Okay. This is a major plug. Okay. Number one, it could be found right in your phone. The Google Calendar app is I live by my calendar. When I tell y'all, I look at my calendar. I saw that we had this podcast and uh-huh. like it keeps me focused and it kind of just shows me, okay, what do I need to plug my energy into? Is it, does it need to be more in the beginning of the week? Do I give myself this, you know, this day off in the weekend? Like, how does that work? Um, but then the other one is click up. ClickUp is this amazing, incredible uh, project management, productivity uh, tool that I use. And um, you do have to pay for it. I think it's relatively cheap. It's not like anything crazy, but I think there's a free version. It's kind of like Trello. I don't know if you've ever heard of Trello, but it's like Trello, like on another level. And it's amazing. So I would say those two are like always on my screens. They're apps on my phones and I use them all the time. Michelle got me over here taking notes from my podcast and my life. <laughs> so as, okay, I'm over like that. That's good. Let me, let me type that down so I can use that. And Michelle, as a, as an entrepreneur, what does it look like to keep God first in your business and in your creative pursuits? Oof, uh, I think for me, it's all about obedience. You know, I often say obedience is my strategy and it's, it's a real thing. And, and just because that sounds great, right? That sounds like, Ooh, that's deep. But in real life, it doesn't feel good sometimes Come because on. sometimes I want to do things and, um, and then Holy spirit is like, no, that's no, we don't do that. Right. Because it goes back to, it goes back to character. It goes back to integrity, right? And, and and it's not even like anything too deep. It's just even as little as like, oh no, that that tweet is petty. Let's not do that. You know what I mean? And so I think that we live in such a um a world where we do see the things. And so we're like, okay, should I do this? Should I do that? You know? And I think that at the core of it, you have to maintain that um that obedience and that heart posture because at the end of the day god is the one that is to be glorified if we really go back to why we're christian influencers why we are entrepreneurs no matter what industry we are in at the end of the day what do we why are we actually doing this like why are we do why are we creating the content that we do why are we creating the videos and the podcasts and all these different things is to make disciples. It's to be Come the on. light, to be the salt. And so I think that 
at the end of the day, it's, it's obedience is like my main strategy as an entrepreneur. And sometimes it just don't feel good. It's stretching. I'd be pruned and I'd be like, okay, the pruning is ridiculous. And I'm like, do we have to do it that way? (laughs) Do we have to? And God is like, you're going to be better because of it. And that's, that's, that's what I would say. That is so good. That stretching and pruning could be an entire episode and sermon all in itself. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't don't get me started, bro. (laughs) You you mentioned this already, how, you know, you said a tweet. Maybe I shouldn't tweet that because it's petty. And being even more specific, like how do we point others to Christ in our social media? Social media has has grown. And even with the, the pandemic that happened in 2020, a lot of ministries finally started doing stuff on the digital space. Um, it was so cool. I remember the first Sunday in the pandemic, just going through my Facebook feed. Yes, I still use Facebook, going through my <laughs> Facebook feed and just seeing like so many churches doing like online services that may have never done if it wasn't for the pandemic. So yeah, what does it look like? How do I like point others to Christ, even in my, my Instagram, my YouTube or whatever platform that you're using? Oh my gosh. It honestly goes back to, I'm telling you, it goes back to being the light. And I have this, uh, this series on my YouTube channel called faith and influence. And it's essentially going through to a bunch of videos talking about bridging this gap between your faith and your influence and what that looks like. And I think at the core of it all, it's really about the way that you live your life and how you present it to people. I honestly, I don't talk about God every single post. Mm -hmm. I am going to allow people in glimpses into glimpses of my world and of my life. So if it's me making this cup of coffee, maybe my cup of my mug has like a scripture on it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's all about plugging intentional messages wherever you go. Maybe the book that I'm reading is something that has to do with learning about my identity. You know, maybe a scripture that I'm reading. It's 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 honestly not feeling like you are shoving Jesus down people's throat, mm-hmm. but yeah. even in your personality, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, how are you representing God in how you present yourself? to the table and to the people. So honestly, like think about your lifestyle. Think about sharing things that you that you naturally like, your hobbies, right? Because people are going to see you as the hand and feet of Jesus. But it's not all it's not going to always be scriptures coming out of your mouth. It's the way that right. you handle people. It's the way that you write uh, write a caption, right? So mm-hmm. I, that's why I, t- I, I say that I'm a, a lifestylist or a lifestyle influencer because it's about the life that I live. And I hope that you see Jesus Come on. in all of that because that's the intent. Exactly. I love that word you said intentional. So I just want to encourage you this in the social media space for those out there um, to be intentional with it. And maybe, you know, the end of the week, just maybe just ask yourself this, this reflective question, have any of, of my posts pointed people to Christ. Like I say, it doesn't have to be every day, everything is scripture. We're not saying that, <laughs> but we are, I am saying like, you know, if we go by, just look at it and say, did any of these posts or stories point people to Jesus? Okay. <laughs> so Michelle, with your energy and your personality, and I keep up with you in these Instagram streets, um, it is evident that you are answering God's call in your life, but it looks different than quote unquote, traditional church ministry. And I know when we do things differently, you know, people like to give unsolicited opinions. So 
How do you handle that criticism that comes along with doing the ministry in such a creative way? Let's go there. You know, it's interesting because I've all, I had always, uh, there was a time in my life where I was like really struggling with not feeling quote unquote churchy enough for the church folks. Right. I, I didn't, I don't know all the scriptures. I don't know the whole Bible. I don't know. I, you know, so I, that really got to me in the very beginning of all of this, when I really started just introducing my faith, because like I said, I started kind of like in the beauty and natural hair community. And then, you know, here I am talking about Jesus, you know? Uh-huh. So I think for me, it was very important for me to recognize who I am. I, I say my definition of confidence is the revelation of my identity in Christ. So for me, you didn't define who I am. You weren't there when God made me. So why would I give you the power to discourage me? Or why would I give you the power to put me in a negative headspace or vex me in any way? Right now, granted, it happens, and I have, I have, <laughs> I've had to do things like bless. I'm gonna bless you, and I'm gonna block you because sometimes it just gets ridiculous, yeah. and it's like okay. Um, but you know, in the in the more recent years, like I haven't really experienced anything too crazy. Um, but I think it comes with tough skin. Honestly, people have, you know, commented on my makeup, how Christians don't wear makeup. I'm like, what? What year are we in? Okay. Like. Scripture, I mean, scripture and verse. Like if you go come in again, scripture and verse, not your preference, not your opinion. Sorry, sorry that. to interrupt. I was just scripture like, and verse. like, I'm just like, and you know, granted, like, and this is no shade to anybody. Like if that's your thing, you like it. I love it. But at the end of the day, you know, why are you imposing your, your convictions on me? I'm just here responding to my thing. And so it looks, you know, ministry really does look different for everybody. And so I had to come to terms with the fact that, you know, just maybe my ministry was outside of the four walls of the church and that was okay. Granted, I still honor and I respect the values of the local church. And I'm always trying to figure out ways to serve the community. But after I had that breakthrough and understanding of, of that revelation of like, you know what? I am called to serve this, the the masses, the kingdom of God. Right. Um, I think that that was when I was like, all right, let's go, let's do it. I'm trying to figure out what to respond to first. I feel like it's, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'd be just like going. Listen, all you got to say is one thing, and I'd be like, "All right, this this is what we doing." Boy. And I I love that so much. I just feel like in the body of Christ, we have to really be careful the words that we say to other Absolutely. believers based on our specific preference and our specific convictions. Now, there are some things in the Bible that's not debatable. You know, that's not. Yeah. Kill that's not commit adultery, right. you know, things like that. But when it comes to like makeup versus pants, and yeah, you know, it, I mean, uh, yeah, I have you know, and and this maybe it's just me though. I'm really like, okay, so I'm just gonna go ahead and not have this. Con- I'm not going back and forth with somebody who doesn't have the understanding that I have, you know what I'm saying? Now, granted. I definitely invite other points of views. I'm not going to shut it down, but I think that it's just important to be grounded. Like, because anybody's on social media, anybody can say what they want to say. But as for me in my house, if if this is not what we doing, then I'm not going to have a debate or a conversation about it because 
clearly you don't even understand where I'm coming from. So yeah, it's been some ridiculous things, but like I said, it's just understanding my identity and being secure in mm-hmm. that. I love the little phrase you put in there as for me in my house, the scripture reference there and facing criticism is not new to us now. Moses, who was leading probably the largest quote unquote church at that time, leading and shepherding those people, he faced criticism. People was always coming against him. And I also love the fact that you say you include other points of view. I feel like that's that's healthy because I know I naturally have blind spots. So I need other people in my life that's not going to always agree with me and they can kind of, you know, hold me accountable. But at the same time, if a person is always being negative and they never have anything positive to say, um, the blessing of the blocking, as Michelle said, the blessing <laughs> of the blocking. I love so much about there's so much ministry to be done outside of the church. Now, I am pro church. I love the church. I'm a young adult pastor, and I feel like it's my job and it's pastor job to equip those that are sitting in the pews to do ministry outside of the church. So my my job is to disciple them, to equip them. So they therefore, when they go out, whether it's social media or whether it's in music um, media, whatever space that, that God has put them in is to make an impact for the Lord there. And yeah. so switching gears just a little bit, when you are walking in purpose, when you're answering God's calling your life, life happens, um, failures occur. How do you bounce back from a loss? Oof, man. Ah. Listen, if you don't know my story, I've been through some losses, like some like very traumatic certain scenarios and that I would have never thought I would ever go through in my 20s. You know, I know I I sound young and I probably look younger than what I am, but I've lived a little. (laughs) And um, I think for me, um, I, I think about the biggest loss that I've experienced in my young years, you know, the loss of a spouse Mm. and coming back from that was, I didn't think I could. Uh, It was so unexpected. It was so uh, traumatic. We were young. We had the rest of our lives ahead Mm -hmm. of us at the age of 26. And I think when I, when I think back to that season, I had to, I had to sit in it. I had to sit in the loss. I had to acknowledge what were the things that had happened. What was I feeling? Um, what what life would look like now one thing at a time and granted we all experience different levels of loss mm-hmm. right we yeah. use a person or finances or whatever the case is but i think at the end of the day it's about assessing where you are and not being in denial of where you are and what you lost and saying okay this happened this is how i feel now what? And now that you're in that place, you have a little bit more clarity. And if you if you're someone who believes in the Father, we all know that we have this hope, right? We have this hope that we get to uh, kind of reside in that that He has tomorrow. He He has everything planned, and if He is for us, there's no way anything any all of these emotions cannot even swallow us in the different losses that we experience. And so I think that one is recognizing where you are and also making a decision of what is going to be your why, because you're going to have to have a why in order to continue and bounce back from the loss because some days are not going to be easy. Um, So 
you know, once again, it's at the level of where you are, you know, because sometimes along the way, maybe you've lost partnerships that you thought were going to be opportunities, maybe a door closed where you thought that was going to be your break, you know, and, right. and it wasn't. And so there's this redirection that happens, but ask yourself why, right? And when you're anchored in your why and it's solidified, you're then able to bounce back. Michelle, so good, so soothing. And I love that you said that it's okay to feel what you feel. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, in the churches, we're encouraging people. We got to be careful that we don't move too fast and allow them to feel what they feel because stuff hurts. And for those that may be experiencing loss, whether it's a loss of a loved one or a loss of a business opportunity, a loss of a job, or you just feel like in this year so far, you've been taking ales. I just want to encourage you that God has a way of working all things out for your good, but also for his glory. Things right now, they may not feel good. They may not look good. They may not seem good. It may have you looking up at God and like, what are you doing? I'm just here to tell you that you have a promise from God that he's going to work it all out for your good. We just have to trust him in the middle. And so switching gears once more before I preach a sermon on here. I know, because um, we can go and lean into man, it. Okay. <laughs> um, I really... I listen, I'm a fan of your podcast and we're going to talk about that before we, before we dip out in a minute. And I really loved your episode that you did back in December. I had to go back and listen to it again. It's called The Time Is Now. And I just feel like there's some people, I feel like there's a person that's listening right now that I would point them to that episode, The Time Is Now. But more specifically here and now, what encouragement would you give to the person that's honestly, they're sitting on their gift. Uh, maybe it's due to fear or procrastination or imposter syndrome. What encouragement would you give to that person? I would honestly, um, on a spiritual level, I would say, ask God for help. There is, I don't know the scripture. Like I said before, I don't be knowing the scripture, but I know in the word, you know, it it talks about God, you know, I believe in you. I I really do, but help my unbelief. Come on. And so fear, really fear and imposter syndrome and all that stuff really comes from or stems from an unbelief about yourself that you have. And so it's asking God, if the scripture says, literally help my unbelief, then we can respond with those, with that, from that instruction or from that direction and say, God, I need help. Like I, I need, I need your help to help me recognize what's laying dormant on the inside of me or why I'm dealing, like help me deal with this fear. I think on a practical level, cause I love me some practicality Come here. On. Um, I think it's it's also recognizing like why are you why is fear allowing you to pause at this point? What is it? Is it fear of hum- like man, like what people will say, or is it you are fearing stepping out and making that first step? Because if it has to do with other people, then we, we okay we we need to fix that mentality. But if it has to do with yourself, then we just need to have study ourselves in such a way, right? So that we can have that confidence in that area. 
right? I don't, I don't believe, listen, a lot of people try to figure out how to do video, for example, right? Live video or YouTube or whatever. And I, I walk them through, I don't expect everyone to be a natural, but you have to understand I'm not good at video. How do I become better? Right. right? Invest in the books, invest in the courses, invest in the tools so you can become better and more confident in that particular area that you are feeling that that fear or that imposter syndrome. So spiritual and practical. That's how I like to do things. <laughs> yes, and I love that blend because I feel like we need both. Like even in my sermons, I always have. All right, so you've heard this. What is the response? What can we do from here? So I'm I'm down with that. So yes. it is a great reminder, Michelle, like to, to invest those that's listening, whatever God is, whatever field God has called you to, there's a, a time of preparation. So whether it's the books or the courses or is it school or an internship or listen to podcasts about uh, whatever the, the thing is that you're trying to do. Yeah. And so I just <laughs> echo what Michelle has already said. The time is now. And I just want to graciously exhort you and encourage you to answer God's call in your life right now and to walk in purpose. And I just want to motivate you and say, hey, you got this. The greater one, if you have named the name of Jesus Christ and you are a believer, the greater one lives on the inside of you. And if you haven't named the name of Jesus Christ, hey, feel free to message me, reach out. I love to have that conversation with you. But as we're trying to as you're trying to answer God's call, stop asking like what what's what can go wrong? Instead, turn it around and say, what can go right? Or another question is, what is going to happen if I don't answer God's call? What people are not going to be blessed and reached because I'm sitting on my gift or whatever that is. But, yeah, that's another Ooh. sermon for another day. That's good. That's so good. And you know what, though? Come Real on. Quick, Come on. There was a question that I used to ask myself, and I used to be like, God, why me? Like, why, why even me? Why did you trust me with this? And that's exactly it. He trusts you with that influence. He trusts you with the hearts of these people. Now, what are you going to do to respond to that call? And child, he didn't have, I didn't have to ask that question. I mean, sometimes I'm like, God, are you sure? And he's like, I got you. Cause you know, I'm still human. And I still yeah. be like, are we really doing this? Is that a thing? Um, and, and he always has my back. Always, 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 always. Amen. God always has your back. And so, Michelle, before I let you go, I know I just with the vibe, I know we can go on and on oh, about yeah. different things. <laughs> uh, but before I let you go, please tell my dear listener who I affectionately call Thriver about your podcast, The Flourish Effect, and how can people connect with you and all that good stuff. Let the people know what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, the Flourish Effect is really specifically a, a community for creatives. We bring you practical and just soul level content where we want to help you flourish in your soul, your business, and in your community. So we show up every day on the Flourish Effect underscore on Instagram. Uh, but my podcast is currently on season three and season three is dedicated to the intentional pioneer. So we've been walking through uh, just what that looks like. We've been talking about things like church hurt. We've been talking about things like, you know, just all different types of things relating to just the pioneer and the trailblazer in you. And so uh, we're in season three. Uh, we're about to turn one year in wow. May. So this was born in the middle of a pandemic. 
Don't even get me started because wow. I will boohoo on this floor, okay? <laughs> but, you know, I'm just so grateful that God would allow or would trust me to really bring this vision. Um, and it has grown, like, beyond what I ever thought. Uh, but at the end of the day, listening to the impact and the reviews and the things that that I've gotten has been, I mean heartwarming and beyond any of all of that. So you can find me on the flourish effect. I also have a personal, a brand called love Michelle Anna. And yeah, that's, that's where I be. That's where I reside. (laughs) And y'all know how we do. I'll be sure to leave all those links to the the Instagram and the podcast. I leave those in the show notes. It's so encouraging. Like some of her posts, uh, a lot of, a lot of her posts, I just look like, Okay, she's talking to me. It started like, "Hey, creatives!" Like, and give my attention. Like, okay, then yes. let, me, let me embrace being a creative, and then it's it's just what I need to hear. And so, once again, it goes back to doing ministry in these social media streets. So that's it. That's it. And Rashad, I just want to say, just as your brother in Christ, I know it's our first time meeting, but I do want to say that I am proud of you, and I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you do, keep being the salt, keep being the light. Because there's people that um, that you're reaching. Um, through the social media and digital space. So keep doing what God has called you to do. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's been a joy. This conversation is so, uh, I hope that whoever needed to hear this today was able to walk away or is able to walk away with just even one thing Mm. to encourage them to be that creative, to be that person that thrives wherever they are in life or in business or where in family, wherever they are. Yes, indeed. And so once again, thank you so much for joining the show and adding your expertise and encouraging the people. Thank you so much. What an episode. Michelle brought the, the energy, brought the enthusiasm, and it was such a fun conversation. And I also want to thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you like what you heard today, then share this episode with a few friends and feel free to catch up on all of our dope episodes as our goal is to provide conversations that inspire. And also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram as well. I create content that make you laugh and make you think edutainment, if you will. My handle is at Paul W. Calco. And of course, I will leave that link in the show notes so you can follow me as well. Now, today's song that I'm going to leave you with is by Mr. Talkbox featuring Jay Moss and my brother in Christ, Lil Byron, called Never Going to Leave You. And this song will encourage you and it will get you moving. I'll leave that link in the show notes so you can enjoy in full. But till next time, go be all that God has called you to be.